I just want to tell you both, good luck. We're all counting on you. What the fuck? Yeah, that was weird. Let's try this intro one more time. When do we have an old guy here? Welcome to Reddit and Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero late mate, Rigo. What's up, man? What's what's flying, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither of these flying apparatuses, that's for damn sure. Put your dick away. What? Uh, okay. What? What? <laughs> I'm just thinking of of uh, I'm thinking of one of these movies that we're going to discuss today. But okay. let's do our usual. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm not bad. Coming off a bit of an illness, but I'm I'm all right. You know, so yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank I was you. Sorry yeah. to hear that uh, you missed one uh, Xanthus recording, and then the other one, your audio recording got short. Your audio recording got sick. Uh, oh, you you saw that. Yeah, yeah, it it was nuts. I miss it. I miss an I miss a show for for the radio show because I'm sick. Which I think I can count on one hand how many times I've had to do that in the year and some change I've been doing it. And then I'm in the thing, and 20 minutes before I'm supposed to stop, my internet crapped out till four in the morning. So it's like motherfucker. Yeah, at least we can fucking do today. That helps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that does help. I, I like, I like, well, I like doing both shows for very different reasons. So it's, you know, it's good when of I get course. to do them, and and I, I get annoyed when, when when I don't get to. And sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. Yours, mine, whatever. But you know, it, it's still, you know. Yeah, I we I think all of our listeners understand that. You know. It, this ju- this gig requires us to actually live lives, and if we can't live our lives, then <laughs> right, you know, there is no gig. So, um, but you know, it it is what it is, and here we are, and and we're continuing our our more lighthearted theme right now. Uh, going our fools of April, so to speak. Ooh, I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, that that's a good way to that's a good way to put it. Uh, I don't April, know who the... April Fools rush in. April April Foolish. Um, April Foolish. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, April so we are. Yeah, we're doing a deviation from all the serious shit. Uh, well, well, so now we're we're still doing some comedy lighthearted shit because we both need a break. Right. From fucking bang bang drive drive room room shoot shoot. Right. Which I don't think you're ever gonna get over. No, I'm just gonna add other layers to it. Be like. Vroom, vroom, shoot, shoot, drive, drive, bang, bang, fuck, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> speaking, speaking of foolishness, parkour, I, parkour. <laughs> um, speaking of foolishness, I saw a trailer for a movie that I know we talked about. In, and when I say we talked about it, we didn't do an episode because it hasn't come out yet, but we've discussed its existence and, and, I was paying attention, but I think I either misunderstood something or I have a follow-up question. But there's this Nick Cage movie coming out where mm-hmm. Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know we talked about Pedro Pascal being in it, but what I think I maybe not understood is Pedro Pascal shadowing Nick Cage to learn how to be Nick Cage. Is that the concept of the movie? No. Okay, uh, the concept, from what I understand, is very similar to the interview. 
So like Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. Right. And Pedro Pascal, I guess, is playing like presumably Latin drug lord kind of character. Like he's a dangerous criminal. But he's also a massive Nick Cage fan. So okay. like he invites Nick Cage, he hires him to come out. He wants to pay him like a million dollars to like come to his island and hang out. And then the government's like, yeah, you will be closer than anybody's ever been to this fucking guy. I, I expected to be like, if Nick Cage did the interview is really kind of what it was. Gotcha. Only because like in the trailer I saw, like he was giving Pedro Pascal like tips on how to be Nick Cage. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. Well, that wouldn't strike me if there's a scene in there where he's like, let me tell you what it's how to be Nick Cage. Like, you know, no, like, no. Like at one point he literally says, okay, now do a fake exaggerated laugh. And Pedro Pascal starts oh, doing his, yeah. And Pedro Pascal is doing his best, like Nick Cage impression. And he's like, no, you get, and then he's like, no, you got to be more over the top. And then he does the typical Nick Cage, like, face-off laugh like that yeah like he just takes it over the top it, yeah it's so weird so look i'll see this movie i'm intrigued by it but there's another movie that's coming out that i'm more interested in okay. and i don't know if the i don't know if it's the actual title but like there fucking nick cage is gonna play dracula god they didn't they didn't learn yet with like, well, I guess he wasn't Dracula, but Keanu was. Keanu and Gary Oldman were kind of like. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But there's, there's a picture. I shit you not, it looks like Nicolas Cage pretending to be John Travolta dressed up as Dracula. It is really fucking weird. Boo. So it's like, uh, boo. <laughs> Oh my god, it's amazing. Boo. <laughs> I want to like suck your blood. <laughs> it's gonna be terrible. Oh, this this just sounds terrible. So I mean there, there's a photo of it. It looks weird. It's really, really weird. Yeah, well, I mean, there seems to be a lot of that going on right now in Hollywood. Just a lot, a lot of weird. So Yeah. But so. this one actually like this this uh Nick Cage method acting movie whatever actually looks pretty intriguing looks pretty interesting with the um, Nick Cage one yeah I, I won't pay to see it in the theater but I'll probably check it out once it hits a streaming service or whatever so you know it's funny in terms of like Pedro Pascal asking like how to be Nick Cage like I need Nick Cage tips on how to be Nick Cage maybe that's why he acted how he acted in fucking Wonder Woman 84 uh, you know you're not you're not wrong Cause that was, is uh, that, yeah, that's a pretty Nick. That's Cage definitely his most of... Nick Cage performance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering I've only seen him in that and Mando, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Yeah. You make a good point. I feel like I've seen, Oh no. Kingsman. We saw him in Kingsman too. Right. Right. That's true. That is true. Um, I knew we saw him in something else, and we discussed it, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, and, and the irony is we were both like, just stick to the helmet, dude. Like, put the helmet, just stay in that world. Like, just... <laughs> it was it was just like, I I don't know, I just didn't see him for that role. I saw him more as like the Channing Tatum role. I yeah, 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 discussed. yeah. I think we said that on the record, and I agreed with you, I remember that. Yeah, Lee, yeah, we're, we're being a little unfair right now, because honestly, I think he's probably a halfway decent actor. I just 
we just haven't liked the stuff that we've seen outside of Mando so far. Oh, he he was stupendous in that one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, okay. So I'll Buffy take... goes to college, and he's like, the, he they bump into each other, and you think, oh, there's going to be an interesting friendship, and then as soon as she like walks away, he immediately gets like killed by vampires and turned into a oh, vampire. Geez. I'm actually going to throw a cliffhanger out to the audience. Like, I'm literally going to say this, and then we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to move on. But I, I, I watched the original '96 Scream. I don't know. I, okay. Well, you don't want to talk about it, so we'll no, just move well, on. No, let's just leave that out in the ether. There. Let's just yeah. I mean, it's kind of just out of nowhere because like it has nothing to do with Buffy or Pedro Pascal. Well. No, I mean Buffy and Har, and I think there's some. I, I think there's one or two Buffy people in in there. Sarah Michelle Gellar is technically in Scream too. So okay, okay. There, I, there's your fucking. There you go. I wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, so there's, movie... there's your lame Link askew connection, <laughs> motherfucker. Okay, yeah, we haven't done that in a while. We should do that again. Um. Uh. But there's this movie called Airplane that we we did watch, mm-hmm. and and the sequel, and and I mean that quite literally. <laughs> I I uh, I try to just acknowledge that there's one airplane movie. To be perfectly honest, I really did not like Airplane Two. Yeah, I'm kind of with you uh, on the second one. It had it had some moments that were interesting, but as a whole, yeah. It, it there's really only funny if you have seen the first one. To be perfectly oh, well, honest, sure. because, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's talk about the first one. So, what did? <laughs> Is is this one of those movies that you grew up watching? Yeah, yeah. This was one of those movies that pretty much on a Saturday, if you threw on TBS, you were going to see Airplane. And mm-hmm. actually, this is the first time I think I've seen it front to back. Like, no joke. I I, really? I would probably tell you I have seen it front to back, but, but in pieces. Like, over the years, like, you turn it on and it's at this point, or you turn it on and it's at this point. So, like, I I've had enough of those, like partial viewings to have seen the, the whole movie, but I think this is one of the first times I've actually sat down and watched it from opening credits to closing credits in one sitting, you know? So. I think the I think the first time I ever saw Airplane uh, was at you're going to laugh at this. My dad had a uh, had a close friend named Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Carl? It's this 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 guy that was friends with my dad. He was a uh, German dude, and he had a house out out here, but like in Santa Cruz, like where uh, where the Lost Boys was filmed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like that kind of beachy area. So like we would visit Carl uh, every once in a while. I, I know as, as soon as I say his fucking name, it's just no, like, I'm not gonna do it every Carl? time because that's gonna get real old real fast during this story. Right. So go ahead. Um, but he. Um, he was a very nice guy, but he always kind of, I think it was his accent when you're a little kid. He, he just like thick German accents. And it's just like, he just, he just also had a very reedy voice. So I think he, I mean, he was very nice to me, but he also kind of like, I always felt like I don't want to piss him off. Right. Uh, uh, but he, he, uh, he passed away about 10 years ago. He was, he was like, honestly, he was like the first of my dad's friends to like start dying. Like all of, oh. you know, because my dad's 80, you know, fuck right. all of his friends are of similar ages. So like, but this was like the first guy to really like, and sure. it really hit that hard. Sure. But, um, 
I remember we were at his house and there was two things that like are connected to this. This was the first time I ever saw Family Guy. Didn't know it was Family Guy and it was on like Fox. Like this Carl had like very basic cable and he also didn't even have a VCR. So I remember watching a clip like a, like a small episode of Family Guy and it was like specifically where Brian is like at one point being stopped by mall cops or whatever. He's like, Hey, why are you attacking me? That guy, that guy snuck in before me. And it was like Snoopy. Okay. 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 I get, I get this humor. This is pretty funny. Um, You you remember the first episode I told you I saw, which ties into our, our episode a little bit. Remind me. Brian was a TSA agent as a drug, as a cocaine sniffing dog and gets hooked on cocaine. So, uh, yeah, I remember that one. That's that's a pretty good one, actually. That's the first just, episode of Family Guy I ever saw. Yeah, so I think there. I think the one after this may have been the same episode, but it was like where Death is like in Quahog and like fucking everybody up, and like people just can't die because because Death broke his toe or something. I think that's a different episode, but I know what you're talking. Yeah, they're they're both yeah. very early episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but. But Carl didn't even have a VCR, but he had a Betamax. So yeah, I people, saw Airplane. People love them Betamaxes, man. They were, yeah. So. so I saw Airplane on Betamax. Which, actually, not to deviate completely, but it reminds me of something from one of our previous episodes. We were talking about my mom buying Batman 89, and you mm-hmm. were like, oh, she spent $70. You 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 like yeah. you were adamant about that. I looked up the cost of Batman eighty nine in eighty nine, and it was one of the first ones that it became economical. It was at max twenty nine nine ninety five. Really, it was one of the first VHSs that became like publicly accessible. affordable. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but even still, thirty bucks back in eighty nine is no That's cheap. No, di- no, but I guess it's no different than like a, I mean, a DVD, uh, not a, a DVD at its height was probably at the same price, and Blu-rays are still around that if you get a brand new. I mean, I just bought No Way Home at thirty four dollars, so you know. True. But well, your your mom managed to like just get lucky. <laughs> well, you know what? It made me think about it real quick. Not to get completely off your story because I wanted I wanted to let you finish, but it's like we had a bunch of tapes, but. It, I realized that until that one and the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the the one that we've already done the episode on, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have like store bought ones. Like most of them were like, oh, the movie's on HBO, hit record, you know, and then we'd record the movie. Like a lot of it, because you could buy the blank ones pretty cheap earlier yeah. than than the pre made. So. Uh, we had a lot of those, but anyway, all right. So your story, I'm sorry, but I did. No, no, that's it. That. I saw, I saw airplane on fucking Betamax, and I remember. I mean, I, the, I guess the funniest thing was, Dad really fucking loved that part where, uh, I guess it's Robert Sack, is walking through the airport and like all the religious. Oh, uh, and he's just punching are, all of the, like taking them all out one at a time. Yeah. Yeah, Dad laughs so. Fucking hard. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Where, whereas I'm laughing at like when he takes the sunglasses off and then reveals another pair of sunglasses. I've done that gag so many times because I don't have like before I got my prescription sunglasses. Right. I would just put big sunglasses over my glasses. Sure. I know a lot of people. So I take them off and be all dramatic, like yeah, yeah. 
I know, I know people that maybe didn't do the dramatic part, but they would wear sunglasses like that for the same reason. So I totally get it. Actually, my dad, my dad wore glasses. I'll, I'll give you a little thing on my dad. There was a thing in the in the '80s that was real popular for a while. You'd get these sunglasses, but they had no um, ear. They didn't have the arms. Oh, the the ones that like hooked over. They, your they would clip on the bridge of your regular glasses. You would flip them down. And my yeah. dad, my dad had those for his sunglasses typically. So we would, he would be out and he would just flip up the sunglasses where we'd be inside somewhere, you know. Um, which is why when Dwayne Wayne became a thing on Different World, I was like, oh, I know about those. It's different. It's his were like built in, I think, mm-hmm. like where my dad's were removable, but still. Um, it's like a visor for your fucking eyes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that scene you're talking about, though, uh, the and and the, the running joke throughout the the thing, man. Those those Harry Krishnas weren't fucking around back then. I remember going to the airport in the '80s, and you know, like they tried to offer me a flower, and my mom's like shooing me away because like my mom's pretty open to religion. She is. She's not one of those like zealots that like this is the only religion. Right. But she was even like, stay away from my child, like you know. So don't accept the flower from the bald, creepy guy. Like, yeah, kind of, basically, you know. So it was, it was funny. I, yeah, I never had that interaction. I've had, I've been stopped by a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses. Right, right, um, which is kind of Mor- the new and Mormons. Right, they're kind of the new Krishnas, you know, in the nineties aughts you know so and right. so on like the christian i'm not saying that that thing that religion's gone but it's not as prominent or prevalent you know so i i mean i've i've never seen one i think the funny thing is i think one of the all the directors or one of the directors play the perry christian gods oh okay so like the zucker one of the zuckers or abrams you know it's really no. well one of them is john azuzu i know that like the one, the one guy is is John, who's an actor. Okay. And he, because he, because of his name, Isuzu, which was a car company for a while, which I think is now defunct, actually hired mm-hmm. him to be their spokesperson, and he he did their commercials for years. And then I also remember him on a a spinoff of the Golden Girls called Empty Nest. He was on that okay. show. Empty Nest was a. Oh wait, that was that was like a sequel spinoff thing. Spinoff. Right? It was a spinoff. It was, it was like Family Matters. The Golden spin-off. Nest. No, 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 no. You're thinking. No, no, no. You're th- you're thinking of um, uh, it was not the Golden Nest. You're thinking the one where they had the hotel after the last episode of Golden Girls, right? This is different. Empty Nest. They had a neighbor who was a doctor. And he came okay. over one time because I think something happened to Sophia. I don't remember why, how he got introduced into the Golden Girls. But they then spun that off into its own thing. And he was a doctor whose wife had died because he's an older doctor. And it's about him having – and he has got a grown daughter, I believe. You know. And then John okay. Azuzu was like the other neighbor who was like the comic relief who would just like – he was like the Kramer of that show. He would just walk in and be obnoxious, but not as over the top as Kramer. You no, know, he wasn't, right. but he had that – I only use Kramer because Kramer would just walk in. You remember like how Kramer just like walks in? That's right. what that's what this guy would do. Or, or like the Steve Urkel, he would just walk in. Like, you know what I mean? And be like, what's up? You know, so um, – yeah, so that guy, I and I knew him from those things before I ever saw Airplane, believe it or not. Okay. You know. I, I mean, I, I've only saw the Golden Girls. I was never, I mean, I think I, I may have seen one, 
episode of like the golden fucking yeah, hotel. The, the, the hotel the one is yeah is different, but he's not. I don't think he's on right. that. Yeah. So, um, but it, it getting back to the to the movie itself. So that yeah, but that and that guy's also in the sequel. He's he's one of the because he's the same. He's uh he works the ticket counter at the because apparently that religion now has an airline. In in twenty mm-hmm. was it? It, it? That's actually what like two thousand ten, I think. For what? For the sequel. It's in it's in the early twenty first century. It's not set in twenty ten. The sequel is yeah. It's it's way in the it says in the early twenty first century, which would be the century we're currently in. They made it seem like it was only no 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 because in the moot won't look. It, we're, we're, if we're going to nitpick over, like, what is real and what is accurate in, like, spoof movies, we're going to really be itching our brains. Yeah, no But, shit. like, in, in, in Airplane 2, they say, oh, uh, this incident that happened two years ago. Right. Or, like, something. But the crawl at the beginning, the Star Wars crawl, says. Oh, uh, well, you, yeah, you can't take that seriously. I mean, that. Yeah, it's not really in 2010 unless they all like are related to Keanu Reeves and they just all age none whatsoever. In reverse age in reverse. Yeah. 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 They're they're all just a case of, like of pushing each other's Benjamin buttons. Like, no, dude. Like it's the. But that's my point. Is like I, you and I discuss privately. Like, oh, you're gonna hate like these spoof movies because you love to like point out plot holes. I'm like, no, these don't bother me because I know they're spoof movies. I'm not supposed to take them seriously. Right, right. Which is why I enjoy the first one immensely is because it is, it's really well written of how funny it is. Like, there, there are some parts where I'm like, ugh. There's some parts you can't do now, I don't think, you know. I think, for example, the, the, the jive translation oh you mean you mean ebonics before ebonics because that's well yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that's just called real, jive yeah no that's what they call it in the movie but i'm just saying like i was like oh wow you know they we always talk about the simpsons predicting shit airplane product predicted ebonics <laughs> hooked on ebonics yeah i mean <laughs> there was actually a thing there was, that was actually a thing for like hooked on phonics, not hooked on ebonics. No, there was like a spoof thing. Like it wasn't a real oh, was thing. There? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was a spoof thing. Like it was. I forget if I saw it on like it was. It, it was like Leno did it or something. Like it was a spoof thing on like one of those late night shows. But I think I think see I I don't know if if black people were offended by that scene. I well, think probably not. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's pretty tame and I think it's actually pretty funny. No, the um, the, the, the most cringeworthy thing that I saw in either of them was in the second one, actually. And yes, I know there's a lot of cringeworthy moments in the second one just as a whole, but right. there's there because they do they do the joke in the first one where the nun is reading uh, boy's life and the boy's reading nun's life, if you recall. Yeah, and. Uh, I forget what the in the second one. I forget what the one person's reading, but the the priest is reading Altar Boys, and he turns it sideways, and I'm like, yep. oh, like obviously in '82, it wasn't as well known what we know now about what's going on. It I think it was. No, it was not. Believe me, I look. There was a long time where. 
if it was known, it was really swept under the rug. Because I, I, I think I've told you, I was an altar boy. And when things started coming out, my mom did sit me down and was like, did anyone touch you? Like that, com- yeah. we had that conversation. And I can... You know... I can you know gladly you're say to sample no. blood Christ. No, you're not supposed to swallow. Right. I can I can I can gladly say no, I never had that happen. But you know, uh yeah, it was you not weren't their type. Yeah, I guess not. Um but it was definitely like mm, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that see, I guess I've always kind of been in the day and age where I just kind of assume that Catholic priests and pedophilia just like went Hand in hand, no pun intended. No, but no. So I, I, I know there was a time where it wasn't on everybody's radar, but which makes me kind of question, like, why was this on their radar? Why was this on the film? And it wasn't even Zucker and Abrams. It was right, like right, the, se- different... the second one is different guys. Yep. So my question is, is who touched that guy? Well, I mean, see, here's the thing. I, I honestly think I understand where the joke was going. They they now, in 2022, missed the mark. But at the time, it was like, oh, it's so ridiculous, that would never actually happen. That's yeah. the joke. Now it's like, oh, that happened a lot. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, it's kind of so. like, it's when you say it's like something so ridiculous, and then it ends up being true. Like, like well, the Simpsons do that shit all the time. Like, they predict yeah. shit oh, all the sure, time. Yeah, sure, sure. But, I mean, there was literally, at one point, like, you and I discussed this, perfect example, O.J. Simpson tests red for, like, the Terminator. And yep. Cameron was like, no, dude, no one believes, no one would believe you're a homicidal serial killer. Well, I mean, he's not a serial killer, but yes, homicidal, for sure, so. Whatever, you know what I mean. I'm just making sure we don't get sued. Um, because he's very. Oh, yeah, you're right. If he, if OJ Simpson sues, is like I am not a serial killer. I only killed two people. That's <laughs> not serial, dude. He he he's come that close to admitting it already, though. You know that, I right? Know. Like, yeah, I know. He's got that book that, like, if I would have done it, I forget. What, I think that's what it's called. Is like if I would have done it. It's if I did it, yeah. or if I did it, yeah. Like, but the if is so small. Is it? I haven't seen the actual. No, no. It's big block words to say, I did it. And then the if is in the letter I. So you're just like, wait, what the fuck? There's a word. There's a word in a letter. What the fuck is this? Well, that's that's just the, the um, that's just that's marketing. The, well, it's not just marketing. It's also the judicial system because he was found not guilty. They can't retry him for it. So like he could walk out. It's double jeopardy. He could come out on TV right now and be like, oh, I fucking slit both their throats. Good luck, fuckers. And, and they can't do anything about it. Like, that's insane. If the so. glove fits, I must be full of shit. <laughs> yeah. like, but anyway, getting back to the, to the, to the movie. Yeah, the like happy that. fucking thing. I mean, look, <laughs> yes, Leslie Nielsen did work with OJ, but not in this franchise. Instead, no. this was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, and it was a weird... It was a weird I don't know. I just feel like I mean he did fine. Like I'm not criticizing Kareem at all, but like he it just felt out of place. Like it really, you know, it see this is definitely where the age gap is because I <laughs> I only knew Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as an actor. Like it's the same thing with OJ. I didn't know he was a football player <laughs> until um, like years later. I don't I don't I think I was the same way with OJ as you 
Like, to, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I knew bef- well before the whole trial, you know, murder thing. But right. I, I don't think I knew right away. But Kareem, Kareem was still playing when I was conscious of what basketball was. Like, I think it was his last, like, season. Like, it was way at the end of his career. But he was sure. still... And he's so well-known for, like, I think he still holds the points record, or he's, like, third on the all-time points list now for the most points scored in a career. Like, he that's how many points he scored, and he's still either at the top or, like, right there, you know? So, because of stuff like that, it's a name you hear a lot. OJ didn't break as many records, you know? Next, right. yes, but not records, you know? So... Uh, <laughs> You know, um, we really need to deviate from the juice, man. We need to stop <laughs> squeezing sorry, I, the juice. <laughs> sorry, but uh, no. But he, the point the point is that so it made you know him being a basketball player was still very much on my my radar, and and because I follow okay. and because I follow sports more closely than you do. Um, right. Which, by the way, completely unrelated to all this, it's something I'm going to even tell you pre-show. Uh, because I know you at least to some degree give a shit about the A's, and I know it's like about that much, but still at least a little it, bit. Because you know, yeah. Um, baseball season started on Friday, mm-hmm. and the and the first game of the season uh, for the Phillies were versus the A's in Philadelphia. So the A's are actually here playing the Phillies, which. <sighs> That's kind of funny, yeah. I just think it's a little ironic. And on top of that, in case you didn't know, the A's used to be a Philadelphia team. So, I did actually know that, yeah. Yeah, so it just um, didn't, yeah. But the, uh, going off of that, uh, I got a random survey phone call okay. where they're like, and it was basically like, hey, so uh, the owner of the A's wants to build a bigger stadium. Yeah, I've heard that. And, and, and have taxpayers do it. Yep. How do you feel about that? Like, I'm like, well, I need off. a little bit more information. <laughs> okay. And they were like, well, you know, here, here are the two arguments. The owner of the A's says that this would provide jobs and blah, blah, blah. And I said, uh-huh, what's the other argument? Well, the other argument is that he is actually a billionaire and he can afford to do this himself. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, and but- she's like, excuse me? I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm not but- going to fucking pay for a sport I don't give a fuck about just so fucking daddy can have a bigger fucking, you know, backyard. The, the, so no. The, the Bills are having, I mean, not that deep, because I want to get back to the topic, but the Bills, the football team in Buffalo, uh-huh. uh, they passed a law or whatever to have the taxpayers pay for an $850 billion or $850 million uh, new stadium. Now, that would be fine, except that immediately after they signed that, they ca- they cut an $800 million program that provided health care for people over the age of 60. Like, like literally, sign the one, cut the other, like, within seconds of each other. Like, fuck old people. We need football. It's like, no, dude, like, Jesus yeah, Christ. No, Who do you I, think is watching the fucking football? As much as I love football, I have to agree. I was I was pretty annoyed. But anyway, and, but, and, and here's but, our connection. OJ did his entire career with the Bills. So there we go. Um... And OJ is not in this movie, (laughs) but he worked with Leslie Nielsen, who is in this movie. Link Um, is cute. I have have a connection to Leslie Nielsen, actually. I dated a girl who is related to Leslie Nielsen. 
Like she was my first real girlfriend. Like legit or claims to? Because I know you've got no, no, no. Like legit because her dad told me. Okay, fair enough. Her her dad told me that like they're like, I mean their last name is Nielsen. Are they like Like, third cousin? Is it like without without being disrespectful? Is it like a third cousin twice removed kind of thing? Or are they? I I think they are like second cousins. Okay, but like because he because Leslie Nielsen was so much older, it was like second cousin like or second uncle or something akin to that but like sure. same last name like i dated a girl with blank nielsen you, so you did, you dated i lost my virginity to blank nielsen there you go so uh it would be even funny if her name was leslie just because but you know it's similar okay it, it's got it's got some of those letters <laughs> got some of those letters oh that's helpful um anyway uh yeah but uh yeah so i knowing that i was like i mean I've, i always like leslie nielsen what i love about him in this movie is he and all the all these actors play it straight yep everybody basically plays their role straight yep and i i did some research airplane specifically airplane one is basically just a slightly hammy version of another movie. Okay. Called, I think it, it's something it, it's like, it, it's, I, I'm going to look it up, but it, it's, it's basically ah, shit for all those people that are like, why don't you know your shit? I, Oh, zero hour. Well, yeah, I'm looking at it now. They're saying that just the one scene is based on that. No, there's dialogue that is verbatim, but like it adds different context and layers. Um, dude, even zero hour has an exclamation point at the end of it. Yeah. I see that. I'm looking at, I'm looking this up, uh, because the, I mean, all right. So the film is parried in airplane so much that the producers of the comedy bought the rest movie and use some of the dialogue word for word. Oh, wow. So, um, okay, here, here, here you go. Like Airplane, this movie featured an actor portraying a pilot who would be later be elected to a Sports Hall of Fame. Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch is in this movie, mm. would be elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and yep. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane was elected to the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. There you go. What did you think of the Jaws thing at the beginning? Hokey, but fine. I mean, because Jaws had just come out five years earlier, so this would arguably probably be the first movie to really reference Jaws. Right. Well, now it's like everywhere, like not everywhere, right. but it's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of burn and burn and that kind of shit. Or even like, I mean, I think that, I think, would you say probably one of the most infinite, infamous, not infinite, infamous, the top two to come to mind for me, one's a little more in our circle is, is the salsa shark in clerks, but you're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Right. But also on a more grand scale in Back to the Future Two, like that's got to be the most, the most popular yeah. Jaws reference of all time, right? Like, Shark still looks fake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, at least I would the most well known, maybe not the most popular, but the most well known reference to the movie. I would it's, think it's definitely the most. Uh, how do I put it? It's it's the most respectful. Because oh yeah 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 Spielberg it, 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 produced it, it, Back to the Future like he sure. had to prove it 
Right. It also assumes there's going to be what, like, was it like Jaws twenty five at that point or something ridiculous? It was, Jaws, it was Jaws nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, I knew. I knew it was some like ridiculous number. I mean, we're really deviating, but who gives a shit? If they ever make like a Jaws sequel or like the Jaws requel thing that they're doing with all these movies, like Rocky Balboa or fucking sure, sure. Scream or or Halloween, like forty years later. Or I guess in this case, what would that be? That would be... What movie? Jaws? For Jaws, yeah. Jaws would be 47 years right now. Okay. So if they made a 50th... If they made a sequel three years from now yeah. the, for the 50-year later thing, I think it could be done properly. But at the same time, we've all seen shark movies since Jaws, and yeah, none the of them are as good. The, so, yeah, anyways... I think I think uh, you make yes. I, I think you make it a spoof movie to stay with the theme. I think you make it a spoof movie where it's like Jaws just Call fucks it. Jaws just fucks up the Sharknado completely. Just takes them all out. He's like, I am the kingpin here. Fuck all you guys, and just wipes them all out. Like just call it Jowls instead of Jaws. <laughs> there you go. Um, I so um, but just a funny moments from the beginning for me. I love. When the loading zone uh, voices start arguing with each other, do you uh, did you do some research? I did not. I did not. So those are the real people that would do those announcements at like the airports. Like they they are voice actors and record that thing. Okay. They're, they're also a married couple in real life. Oh wow! I did not know that. There you go. I, like, I had listen, to tell you, Marsh, I, I've had enough of your shit. Yeah. I bought, I bought, a, I, so I bought Airplane 1 and 2 for this, and I and I, I got both because I got, like, a package deal, so I got them both. I really only cared to have one, but, you know, mm -hmm. since since I got it, I got it. But the one that I have is called the Don't Call Me Shirley edition. Yeah. Um, And it has a thing, and I'm really disappointed, and I, th I wonder if it's because I'm watching it on a PlayStation versus, like, an actual DVD player. But there was this mm -hmm. this thing that I w wanted to use. It was a, it was like it would pop up the the airline's logo, and you hit enter on your remote, and it would take you to either like an interview with the directors or a deleted scene. On the PlayStation, it was automatically triggering, so I didn't get to choose whether or not I wanted to see it. Like so, every and there was a bunch of them. So like in the first twenty minutes, it cut away like seven times, and I was like, all right, I can't. I can't keep watching it this way because I'm just gonna get irritated as fuck. Like it was cool stuff, right. but it was like it was it was breaking up the continuity of the story. Sure. And having not seen it in as long as I has, I wanted to just watch the movie. And if I chose to hit the button, then you know, hit the button. And so, right. So I might go back and watch it again with at those break-ins now that I've you know gotten through it. But it was, uh. There was there was a cutscene now, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was it was. I remember going, okay, that's funny. It's fine that they cut it. Like it, it wasn't funny enough that it was like, oh, why did you cut that? But it was like, all right, you know. So I, my guess is they cut it for time, because what people don't probably know, especially if we have younger listeners, is like there was a hard rule. You didn't go over a, over an hour and a half, or if you did, it was like one thirty one. Like you didn't. Yeah. There was, that was a big deal to go over an hour and a half, and I think I think Airplane One is an hour and twenty seven, and Airplane uh -huh. Two is like an hour twenty four, like it's or yeah. something like that. Like they, you know, so 
my guess is the the cuts were like you you're not breaking this hour and a half mark <laughs> like you which i mean we that that's been completely obliterated oh now, like, now? yeah 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 Sure. Now for like us, where like if we go to a movie, like it's only it's only an hour and a half. Oh fuck, I'm not getting my money's worth. Well, the the biggest example is the movie I'm gonna watch next weekend that I watch every year, and that's a Ten Commandments. It's damn near four hours, but that's like mm-hmm. the only one that one of the few that were allowed, like quote unquote, allowed to go over to the 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 hour and a half mark. You know, so the. the the irony is I remember watching Airplane as a kid thinking, man, this movie is long. So did I. You know? And it's really I remember it's really feeling not. like it went on and on and on. Like, I felt like there was more jokes. Yeah. I mean, or just the or just certain segments. Like, the segment with uh, Stryker in the hospital painting mm-hmm. the guy with the Jeep and the explosion holding the baby. Like, I remember that scene taking, like, 20 minutes, and it's like four <laughs> yeah you know maybe maybe there, six but you know i think there were times where like when i was a kid i watched airplane one airplane two together or right. like so like or I, I done what you had said which is like watched like parts of it and didn't know i was watching airplane two as opposed to airplane one so i like sort of combined everything together that's possible yeah there you go like i i thought the one of the funniest jokes of Airplane Two is the the uh, the jive reprise, so to speak. Oh, in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was still in Airplane One. Okay, okay. I still fucking laugh my ass off when they do like you know when they put your hand on the Bible and then they slap it like they're like fucking like Hi, hey, what's up, homie? Yeah, like yeah, right, right. That was. Funny. I still I still think that's funny. No, it absolutely is funny. And listen. I, you know, when we talked about the jive part earlier, I don't have a problem with it. I, you know, like that's not a cringe moment. I, I, I think you would have trouble getting it past certain groups now, maybe, but I don't think it's cringeworthy compared to the, the, you know, the priest with the magazine. Like those are two different things here. Like I, I don't take offense to the jive section, although I, I'm probably not the right person to take offense to that anyway, but right. you know. I, I think it's hysterical, especially when the woman's like the, the, the stewardess is, and I'm using the word stewardess because that's what they were called at the time. But, you know, mm-hmm. the stewardess is trying to talk to the guys and the woman interrupts and is like, excuse me, I can I help? I speak jive. And, you know, and then they go. And I love that it's subtitled that, yeah. you know, it's it's just I don't know. It's just I, I I wish we actually got more of those two guys in both movies. Honestly, so do I. So do I. They, I thought were... I, I honestly thought that was one of the best parts of, of both movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the parts that's not good in any stretch of the imagination is Joey. Do you ever like looking at, you know, naked men or something? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, Peter, he, Peter Graves, which, by the way, I, I didn't put the connection together. You, again, I haven't seen either of these airplane movies in years, but I didn't put together that that's. The guy from Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Well, yeah, Mission Impossible, but that's yeah. not what I was gonna say. It's also the guy from Men in Black too. Oh, you're right. That's Peter Graves. And actually, I looked yeah. it up because I was curious. He's actually credited at Men in Black, Men in Black as Peter Graves. So, like, the implication is that Peter Graves is playing Peter Graves, hosting this fake show, as about- opposed to playing himself. 
No, he is playing himself. That's what. It- no, no. But when they do that, when they say Peter, like when an actor is playing an actor, that's them playing a character version of themselves uh, as opposed to like playing himself. Well, or it just might be. I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm one. I, to me, just remembering Men in Black, I feel like he's more playing himself, and they just credit it differently because he's not really doing a caricature of himself in that role, in my opinion. But still, you know. Sure. Well, the, the best example for this would be like Neil Patrick Harris refused to say, refused to be credited as playing himself. He said, if you're going to credit me as anybody, you're pl- you're crediting me as Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, on because this is Harold. definitely on Harold and Kumar. Yeah. 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 That, but that makes sense. You know, um, and then the, those are to a degree a spoof movie, I think. I mean, it's an original story, but it's a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But in, uh, uh, in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at, least, at least part of it. Yeah, Northern Jersey, I think, though, if I recall. It's uh, Hoboken. I think they're in Hoboken. Yeah, yeah so that's up north. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, P- Peter Graves was really good, obviously. Leslie Nielsen, you know. Uh, you, you, you have to admit, maybe not at the time, but now, you've got a stacked cast in this movie. like A Robert stacked cast. Aw, see, you went there. You did that. I did. I'll I'll do you. I'll, I mean, look, the fact that like Jeff Bridges's dad is in this is astounding to me because this is like I didn't realize that was Jeff. I didn't realize Lloyd Bridges was Jeff Bridges's dad. Has that guy ever been young? Like seriously, everything I've seen him in, he looks the same age. Like the good news is he doesn't age, but he doesn't. Look oh no, young. he ages. He definitely ages. Well, there was a there was another spoof movie called Mafia. Okay, and it's like it's yeah. him as like an old. He's playing the the Don Corleone role, um, but Jay Moore. It's basically a spoof of Godfather one and two. Okay, but it's like Christina Applegate is in it, and Jay Moore is like the Michael Corleone, and it's. It, I'm pretty sure it's the same guys who did Airplane, and Lloyd Bridges is just he's old as fuck. Like it's like. We think of Leslie Nielsen as the older guy doing this, the spoof movies, but before it was Leslie Nielsen, it was Lloyd Bridges. No, true. Arguably yeah. for the same shit. Um, go ahead. But I, 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 before I made the connection, I'm like, huh, this guy reminds me of someone. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the big girl Lebowski. Holy shit. Like, it's, it's the older dude. Like, and then once you see it, you just can't unsee it. And even the like, like we said earlier, like how this was basically a spoof of another movie that like people didn't even realize his quote unquote character in that movie is saying the same shit. Like, uh, seems like the worst week, uh, for me to quit drinking or sw- uh, smoking or whatever the fuck he is. And they just kept taking that and like adding more things. Like it seems like the worst week for me to quit sniffing glue. And he's all like, high as shit by the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I um, fucking love. But, I love Lloyd Bridges. In no, this. He, he's yeah, and 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 I'm not gonna and say. Well, I guess I can say it, but like we're gonna be doing another uh, set of spoof movies next episode mm-hmm. that he's very prevalent in both of those too, and so yep. um, it's it it'll be it's be good it'll be good to compare the two series when when we get there. But when all said and done, yeah, yeah, um, the. You know, uh, 
interesting thing about the first airplane. First off, just to your point, according to the wiki, it is based on Zero Hour, but also a movie called Flight into Danger. Hmm. Uh, doesn't say much about it. Let me see. Flight into Danger is a 50, 1956 Canadian live television play, so it's not even a movie. It's a tel- TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so it's it's based on both of those things. So they're not they're not discrediting what you said. They're just saying there's also pieces of this involved as well. So it's it's really interesting because most spoof movies are spoofing well known like iconic movies like Godfather or well, Star I feel, Wars I feel or like Jaws. Zero Hour might have been a little more well known. Do you know what I mean? I think it was one of those like one of those fifties movies that was like. You know, the 50s produced a lot of bad yes. movies. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So, uh, And a lot of them were like, like, there's some that happen to, like, be good, like the Poseidon Adventure. But, like, all these movies were all just kind of ripping off, like, the Poseidon Adventure type of thing. Sure. Which was, like, big catastrophe, big exclamation point at the end of the fucking title. Holy shit. Well, we Here's had some a, random stars. We had a similar thing happen early 2000s, I want to say, because it was, like, 2012, and there was San Andreas, and then there was a couple, like, I think Volcano, like, there was a bunch right in the late There's a lot of, yeah, like, Day After Tomorrow. Right, that's another another one I I was blanking on. Like, basically anything that, like, directed by Roland Emmerich. I mean, he just did one called, like, Moonfall. Yes, coming out soon. I don't think it's out yet. It's out. Is it out? Okay, I knew it was. It's out, and I don't think anyone saw it. Yeah, well, it fell. Um, so moon fell. I actually, what did I see? I saw a meme where it was uh, RDJ as Tony on the Moonfall poster, and it says, "If you throw another moon at me," and it's the Moonfall poster behind him. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty funny. Me, I'm just gonna lose it. Um, do you want to hear the? I'm not saying we're done with airplane, but do you want to hear the budget stuff on this? Because this stuff always intrigues me on these types of films. Sure. Do you want to guess before I tell you or no? For airplane one and airplane two. And and be fair, you have not looked this up prior, right? You don't know this, or do you? No, know? I, no, 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 no. Okay. I, I have no idea. I'm I'm technically on the IMDb for airplane, but I'm not looking at it. Well, that's not. Um, a, I I always find this on the wiki anyway. I don't always find it on the IMDb. So. No, I'm just being honest. My hands are up here. Sure. Um. They better so be. Air- <laughs> um, two million dollars. Close, close. Three point five. So not okay. Yeah, I was thinking like they. Pro- I mean, like I know they had like used models and shit for the. Oh planes, no, it's, but it's like- definitely it's definitely very low budget, but doesn't feel very low budget. Like it's it, they, they do a good job of like utilizing that money. I think, but I would imagine the the majority of the budget went to like the quote unquote fake cocaine featured in the movie that's well, I, probably where all the money went yeah. take take after take of of <laughs> she's just not getting it right is she as she starts that coke yeah well how about the um do you want to guess the box office or no i would imagine it did pretty well okay 10 to 12 million no 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 really yeah higher or lower how oh, higher Oh, okay. Uh, seventy-five mil. No, we're talking when it first came out. We're not talking. I, 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 I don't know. It does not specify, so I can't. Five hundred million dollars. One hundred and seventy-one million dollars. And that's nineteen eighty money. 
if 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 we're right about the where they're getting a the number from, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's got to be one of the biggest fucking. I mean, that's got to be over time. It's it, yeah. I I honestly don't know, but still, you probably do like look up opening weekend or something. If you well, if you care, uh, I'm trying. Let me see if I can get that while we're talking. But it it is also. I I'm gonna guess airplane. Good. Oh, here we I'm go. I'm gonna guess it's, airplane. Good. Go ahead. No, well, I, I'm you- sorry. Uh, it opened in Toronto actually, and if it's oh, worse, Toronto. Um, and in the opening weekend there, it made eighty three thousand fifty eight dollars. Okay. Uh, Fourteen thousand dollars in Buffalo in its first week. But then when it went okay. nationwide or continent-wide, because it, it, they're including mm. Canada in this, uh, and it's – so let's see, I'm trying to get a date. So on, Okay, so it opened on June 27th, and it went – Hey! Hey, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, you it came out uh, 11 years before you were born to the day. So mm. – uh, but it went it – went, Continent wide on July second to seven hundred and five theaters and made six million fifty two thousand. So yeah, um, the hundred and twelve mil or whatever the fuck that's got to be over time. That's got to be like included VHS sales, DVD sales. But here we go. Here we go. I got it. So making the four, making it, but it, it it did end up with the fourth highest rated mo- grossing movie of nineteen eighty. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But in worldwide, in its initial release, is how it's being phrased here, it made $130 million. So it still made the bulk of that pretty early on. I would imagine a lot of it goes to the fact that it's just simply called Airplane. Because there's a lot of, like, fucked up titles in different countries. Sure. Like, you know, I'm, I think, like, even Austin Powers or something... Like there's just no translation for like shagged well, in in all right. So to help you out with that, because they actually talk about that here in uh, I'm trying to see it now. I just lost it. Hold on, it might be on this page. Uh, I want to say the United Kingdom, New Zealand, and Australia. It's actually called Flying High. It's not. It's actually a pretty good title. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's not known as airplane. It's known as flying high. I'm trying to confirm the countries because I saw it earlier, but I know that title is correct. Um, and do you know? Yeah. I, I you know what? Like the the title for Spy Who Shagged Me is in like Germany. You told me I think when we did the Austin Powers episode, but I don't remember. I don't think I said on the episode, but I think I told you. But it's like the spy who ejaculated on me. That's literally what's translated to the, well, the Germans just don't give a shit. No, they don't. I mean, hell, you remember that that Rammstein video you talked about a few episodes back? So, yeah. And they just put out a new yeah. one last week. I haven't seen it, but I hear it's fucking weird. So, weird. Weirdly enough, I'm now getting notifications like you are interested in Rammstein. I'm like, look, man, I just wanted to watch the video one more goddamn time. Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't find where they changed the title now. I saw it before we started recording, but I can't find it now. Um, anyway, if I find either way, my, my, my point is, is I think like spoof movies are pretty well regarded, but like, because you don't have to see zero hour in order to fucking like appreciate airplane. No, actually I, I, if, if, if nobody ever told me that it was a, a spoof of zero hour, 
you know, I would have just said it. I would have just said it was a a comedy movie written. Like, yeah, it was just a comedy movie that was written, and so, um, and and to not take away from from the you know the Zuckers and the and Abrams, like I, while it's based on those things or whatever. And like you said, they they pulled some direct dialogue because they just found it that entertaining. I would have ventured to say a lot of this is original too. It's not like they just went okay, scene, scene. You know what I mean? Like right. You know. And I would say that for any spoof movie, like yes, you have your your moments that you maybe not direct dialogue, but are direct references, and then you have got other moments that are wholly just original. Funny. Yeah, and and funny. So you know. I mean, I obviously there's the the staying alive. The Saturday Night Fever sequence. Sure. Which, you, you know, know, at the time was, well, I mean, at the time, I'm sure it hit pretty well. You know what I mean? Now it's a little, yeah. you know, eh, okay. <laughs> it's not cringeworthy or anything. It's just not as entertaining, I don't think, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, it's fine for what it is. And I think, um, what's his name? Robert Hayes, the guy yeah. who plays yeah. Stryker. Yeah. Uh, he He's good in this. And, He's he's very very entertaining. He actually looks like another. Um, ironically enough, he looks like another Robert. He looks like Robert Carradine. Uh, to me, he looks a bit a bit like Bill Pullman. Like I I I could see him having played um, Lone Star in Space Spaceballs. You know, I definitely I definitely can see that. But like he, do you do you know who Robert Carradine is? I, I know the Carradine family because, like, isn't they, like David Carradine's the guy in Kill Bill, right? And Correct. Yeah, I I know the Carradines, and I'm sure I've seen who you're talking about, but I can't place his face with the name. Robert Carradine, I think, is most prominent in uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I didn't see that, so I can't. Yeah. Oh man, that's a movie that did not age well. No, it, and you you and I have talked about that a few times. You know, so. It's, but but the resemblance is pretty uncanny and and but Robert Hayes, like I said, everybody plays this movie straight like they're in a fucking real like like a non spoof movie. Okay, I yes, I've seen him again, not having seen Revenge of Nerds, but I know he's on the artwork. Like he's the main nerd, so yes, I know. Yeah, and is he really? He is related to the other ones. How about how about yeah, that? Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's the youngest brother. Yeah, it doesn't the thing I'm looking at doesn't have it in order. Of age, but yeah. So. Da- David is technically all their, uh, he's their half, he's their older half-brother. Mm. Um, kind of like your, but, sin- I'm not even being a jerk, like making a joke, it's like your scenario, right, where like you and Joel and Alex are all the Giorgios, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but then there's one more, there's Keith, who was, you actually, I think he was on Criminal Minds at one point, I think he played a serial killer. Okay. I haven't seen it, I just happen to know because he played a cop. Yes, yes. I'm looking at his picture right now. Yes, he was. He was on the criminal, and it was really, good, really good. And, and the irony is, like, none of these Carradine brothers look like each other, and none of them look like fucking. I can you know, see Robert. Keith, Keith, and and David. At least I can see the resemblance. You know, so maybe more so than uh, Robert. With all respect to him, like this, I would have, you know. Oh shit! Robert and Keith a... look like brothers, and Keith and David look like brothers, but David and Robert don't look like brothers. That's what that's I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm agreeing with yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, looks like he was in Escape from L.A. as well, which is a movie I do know, but I have to go back and watch <laughs> that anyway. Uh, but Robert Hayes, like the whole drinking fucking things, like oh my drinking problem, they just I, dumps water. I do in his love face. that joke. That's one of that's one of. That gag I like. That's one of the few that they like keep going back to that doesn't feel old to me. 
I think, you know. Right. And they use it sparingly enough in like the sequel where it's just like, oh Jesus, because that's the problem with the sequel is that it, it relies too much of the gags of the first movie in order to be funny. Which is why the 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 three that did the first one didn't do it. They were like, we 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 squeezed this rag dry. There's no need. Yeah. To, yeah. So. Which goes to show, like, when, man, let's, let's finish talking about the good things of the first one, because sure. I, I, yeah, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's some parts of airplane that are just pretty fucking iconic. The fact that you have an autopilot named Otto. I know. Is, and that, is and, pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about it being iconic as a whole. It is actually in the, the National Archives now. It, it was preserved. It's, it's one of those films. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, Otto, Otto's fantastic, and I, you know, the fact that it, he gets he gets a blowjob and he feels up a lane at one point is, you know, at, at no point did anyone make a fucking joke of the fact that once he starts deflating, they should have called it, it's like oh it's auto asphyxiation or something you know like <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one made that joke going back to Carradine, but no yeah, one made yeah. that fucking I joke. I wasn't going to say it, but yes, you're right. Going back to Carradine. Um, I love how they have Otto playing himself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it going back like to, on, on the IMDB. He has a page. Yep. Otto as Otto. Is, yeah. Otto as Otto. I'm actually going to look up to see if he has a biography. Uh, I, I got it. Otto is one of the most iconic movie objects of all time, not only recognized by audiences around the world for his only film performance, the massive hit airplane, but he also has a profile page on IMDb along with other film icons like Wilson the Volleyball and Robbie the Robot. Otto was an inflatable balloon born in... Born. Born. Whoever... I think one of the Zuckers wrote this shit. No, probably, uh, Born yeah. in 1979, created and conceived by three fathers... The Zazz trio of Jerry Zucker, Jim Abrams, and David Zucker. They specifically wrote a part for him as an airplane's autopilot in this parody of plane disaster films, which became a spectacular hit that eventually got a sequel made in 1982, in which Otto didn't appear. His charismatic and positive-loving character, always smiling, captured audiences' attention from the get-go, turning into one of the most remarkable icons of the 1980s. Little is known about his fate and other possible projects, except that he disintegrated in Jerry Zucker's garage house some years after his famous film role. Who wrote this shit? Rodrigo Amaro, apparently. Rodrigo Amaro. You, sir, are a fucking, like, linguistic poet about an inanimate object. Uh, yes, sir. I agree. Trivia is a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> No oh, shit. What a, yeah. What a balloon. That dude that dude got more action than anyone else in the movie if you think about it though. That's true. That's he, very, very true. Because he get he get he gets blown, he feels up a lane, and he flies off at the end with the the other blow up female companion that they I don't think they ever gave a name to. So No, it's just fucking I, I Dude, Otto is in the zone. He's <laughs> Like, in AutoZone? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. We've been fucking struggling trying to talk about this movie. We've all fucking were like, let's talk about OJ for 10 fucking minutes. Now we're just like, the funniest thing is like us making fun of the fact there's a fucking dude named Otto in this fucking movie. 
AutoZone. Um, well, I mean, if you want to talk about more positive, there's a couple of things we can talk about. We can talk, um, we can definitely talk about, uh, obviously Leslie Nielsen and he went on to great things with, you know, Naked Gun and all that stuff. Um, Scary Movie 3, he was pretty well known for that. Fair enough. Um, what's interesting to me is the people that are still acting from these movies that I don't, like, I, I, I looked up Robert Hayes expecting it to be like Airplane 1, Airplane 2, cut. No, he's been acting all the way through. Like, he, he's got stuff in pre-production, you know. Same thing with, um, uh, Julie Haggerty. Like, she's mm-hmm. still acting. And I, I mean, a good for them. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't say that in a, oh, I'm disappointed they had no career, <laughs> or they have a career, but like, they, you know, I've looked over both there. The, the other thing I'm finding really interesting is, like, as I'm looking through, because I'm looking through all these people's careers, with the exception of, like, Leslie Nielsen and, you know, the obvious ones, they all mm-hmm. ended up on ER at some point. I really? Know, yeah, I, in, in, in different episodes. Like, it's not all the same episode, but they all ended up in episodes of ER at some point mm-hmm. for some reason. So it's just kind of an interesting, like, okay, why, why ER? But, you know, sure. You know, the only thing you can think of no. Oh, interesting for that though. This was her first movie, her first act, her first credited acting job. Period is airplane, she, and she does she, she does a great job. Oh yeah, she does a really she, good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know they they play that romance together well. They do. They um, do. I I didn't actually like where the second one was going with it initially, but I'm glad that it it deviated from that course. No pun intended. But like you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they, they didn't hang to that, which is good. But, you know, getting back to, the, to some of the cast, like, there is somebody in this cast, and we can talk about anyone else you want, but there is one person we absolutely have to talk about from this cast, mm-hmm. because I think he was fucking brilliant, is Steve Stucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you loved telling me this the first time you told me, so I will share, I'll let you share it with the audience, but Talk about this guy and, and, and what he did in this film. Everything he did was made up. Like all of his dialogue was all improvised. And and he's he's got some of the funniest some of them be, are like don't hit. Oh like, they all they real, all they all hit for me, really. I think yeah. Well, they all hit, but like so like you you end up questioning you're like why who is this character like? Is he gay? Is he just flamboyant? What is, like, why is he just being overall silly when, like, shit's going crazy? Like, everybody else in this spoof film is treating the airplane sequence, like, it's going to crash, as serious, you know? Right. Uh, but he's the only one who's just like, I'm having a party! Like, he does not give a fuck if this shit's going to crash. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I fucking, there's a part that I laugh so fucking hard. Uh, where like reporters are asking him, like, can you, um, can you describe, can you tell us the situation in the plane? It's like, oh, it's big and it's, you know, a giant wingspan and it looks like a giant Tylenol. <laughs> and it was the expression that got me and Steph really fucking cracking up because he, he delivers the line very smiley and very kind of flamboyant. And then once he says the word Tylenol, he drops the smile and the mm-hmm. facade and he says Tylenol like he doesn't want to say Tylenol, which makes it even funnier. He's yeah, just like, I yeah. want to say ibuprofen, but they told me Tylenol. Like, 
I also, there's a running gag, and he, he definitely does it once, and I don't know if he's the one that starts it, but there's a gag in the movie where um, they, he's like, tell me the whole story. And he's like, well, and like, I remember his. His was like, well, first the earth was all magma, then it cooled, then the dinosaurs, but that's a thing that happens throughout the, the move, not just with him. His was probably the best of them, you know. Uh, you know, the other one, the other one is like, where they do stuff like, where's the cock, what's the cock, or where's the cockpit? It's at the front of the plane, but that's not important right now. Like, that was another right. running gag throughout the thing. Not just the cockpit, but they would say that. Like, that, that's not important right now, you know. Um, so much so, that's so famous that I feel like the Family Guy does that quite frequently on episodes. It's not an every I, episode gag, but it's one they they run. I, whether they took it from this movie or not, I don't know. But I feel like Peter does that quite a few times. I think you're right. But, I mean, I'm going through the dialogue, and there's another example. It's like, Stryker's like, Mayday, Mayday. And uh, McCroskey's like, what the heck is that? And Johnny, the character's Johnny, is like, why, that's the Russian New Year. We can have a parade and serve oh, hot yeah. hors Yes. Like, yeah. He, I, I think I texted you when I was watching this back, going, "This guy's a fucking genius." Like, yeah. And um, what's what's really important about about Steven Stucker, though, beyond this, beyond the comedy, if I can get serious for a minute, is that he was one of the first openly uh, having a, open actors to have AIDS to talk about having oh, AIDS. Really? Yeah. Um, it's unfortunately he died at a very young age, and it was AIDS that ultimately killed him sure. um he was 38 years old he died in 86 um yeah it's too bad. yeah it's very because imagine what he could have done if he could have kept going you know what i mean like you would have I seen him i know i think so i think you would have seen him in 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 like the hot shots i think you may have seen him in mel brooks's world at some point you know what Maybe. i mean like uh, I, I told uh, you know this is gonna sound like I'm 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 stereotyping and I don't mean to, but I think you could totally see him being one of the merry men in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Like I think he would have sure. been in right in that that wheelhouse for that group of people. You know what I mean? Right. Like I could see him going toe to toe with Chappelle in that movie without question. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like he. You know, or he would have been. Um. You know who else he could have been in that movie? Not to not to deviate too far, but like. Uh, Blinken, he absolutely could have played Blinken in that movie, and he would have yeah. killed the role. He would have been awesome in that movie, you know. So, just like Gerald Ford, what? That's a line he says where there's like, "Now your husband and the others are alive but unconscious." Like, just like Gerald Ford. <laughs> well, yeah, and back then that's probably a funnier joke, you know. So he, yeah, he definitely stole the movie. I mean, even even at the end. Where like he unplugs the fucking like lights. He's like, just kidding. Like then plugs it back oh, in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I, he he fucking made that movie. So I wonder if that part was improvised. Like that. that I think every, like... everything was improvised. Right, but uh, like you can't. That's what I'm saying because you can't coordinate shutting all those lights down on an improv. Like that's got to be. You know what I mean? Well, no. What happened? What I'm guessing happened is he unplugged it in front of the camera. He's like, just kidding. And then plugged it back in. And they're like, okay, now we have to put a scene of like the lights going out. Okay. That, but that could have happened. But, yeah. I could see that. I could also see him going to them and be like, I have an idea. 
Like, this will be really fucking fun. Right. I mean, obviously, they approved it. No, of course. But, I mean, that might be one of the few that was, like, planned. Whereas it's sure. like, you know, the other ones are like, all right, Steven, say a line. And then he just rambles off some of that insanity that, you know. Oh, they're having a sale on petty. It's like. Yeah. He he was so good. He, he yeah, is. he was really good. He is the best part of that movie. At this point, at this point in my life, he's the best part of that movie. Like I know a lot of people I, love Leslie Nielsen and say he's the best part of the movie. No, it's it's Steven Stucker for me. Leslie Nielsen is just as iconic. Oh sure. For Airplane, you Airplane would only been half as successful without Leslie Nielsen. To be well, perfectly honest. Yeah, and I think people, I think people. Are, you know, despite having done the naked guns and all that, I think he probably gets people still coming up to him going, you know, uh, well, sure. dead. Well, when, when he, before he okay. died, you know, <clears throat> like it's like, it's like Robin Williams used to talk about, like he's done all this other stuff, like, you know, the genie and Mrs. Doubtfire and all, and, you know, birdcage and all these other great movies that he was in. And the thing that he said he got the most was Mork from Mork. Like that was like, the thing. Hey Mork, how are you? <laughs> right. I'll bet you Leslie Nielsen gets got I'll I'll pass tense since he's gone now, but like he got the surely you can't be serious. Like he probably got that more than anything anywhere. Would not all surprise me. In fact, I think I read that that's true. You know, um, even if yeah, it's not, he, I'm making it true. I'm saying that that actually that's the fucking case. I'm I don't care anymore. Like, <laughs> right? Like everybody just wanted to fucking make jokes to him the entire time. He's <laughs> just like. Shirley, you you can't be Leslie. He's like, I am Leslie. Don't call me Shirley. You know, shit like that. Right, right. But I mean, from what I understand, he had a great sense of humor about the whole thing. So like, he he ro- he rolled with maybe not the people coming up to him, but I mean about the whole. You know, I don't know. He, I mean, he was Canadian, so he definitely had a good sense of humor. I'm I looking mean, at all the serious stuff he did before he got into comedy. I'm like, holy shit. You know? Yeah, dude, he, he, and he, I think from what I remember reading, like, he was really resistant about being in Airplane because he's like, no, I'm trying to be a serious, like, traditional actor. Well, and a lot but, of what he did was, except for the mod squad, it looks like. Yeah, but um, and I, I, mean, think, I think the, the directors were all like, dude, no, you are really fucking funny, and it's because you play it serious, you know? But then he he embraced that that humorous side, you know. He was Mr. Magoo. He was in he was in Mel Brooks's uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It, where he yep. spoofed the Dracula movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that, mean, I'm not that but... that may have been the first time I I saw him or I was aware of Leslie Nielsen. Uh, for me, it was it was it was probably this movie, honestly. You know. Um, mm. But I mean, I'm looking at his IMDb here, and like, I mean, he's got the Mod Squad. He was on an episode of Mash. Mm-hmm. You know, but then he also is, you know, he was on a series of the for the Untouchables. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he 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 definitely mixed the comedy in before Airplane, but Airplane's like I think when he first, you know, really like embraced it, I guess is probably the way to consider it. You know? I I would say the Naked Gun where he embraced the zaniness, but like I would say Airplane was the first successful uh, secession to comedy. Yeah, because he's also in the Man uh, from Uncle. Like that's another comedy thing right there, you know. He's in what? The Man from Uncle. Oh, the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I never watched the show, so no, I, no, I, I, mean, I didn't I, know I, how funny it was. I, I mean, it, it was considered a sitcom. I don't know exactly. How, I mean, it wasn't considered. It's not like NCIS or CSI or one of the you know the the, the or Law and Order that we have now. You know what I mean? So. Well, 
I my only understanding of the man from Uncle is from watching the the movie, and I didn't think the movie was particularly funny. So I didn't know. I thought it was based like a like a like a serious spy show or something. I don't think but, so. I think it was based on a um a bit of a. I think it's a bit of. But he was also on SWAT. You know, like the TV right. series. You know, so. Um, well, I'm glad he. I'm glad he did some fucking success. I mean. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing yeah. I'm saying. Like all these people. You know, you look at all these, you know, the people in this movie and like, you know, with the exception of, say, like Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty, with with all respect to the two of them. I mean, you got some heavy name. I mean, like you talked about earlier, Lloyd Bridges, Peter Graves, Robert Stack. Otto. You know, yes, Otto, (laughs) obviously the the biggest name in the movie, you know, but, you know, like you you have these you have these pretty heavy hitters in this in this movie. So. Um, it was also, um, I'm trying to find her name now, but it was a, a famous singer's last acting role before she died. When oh, Ethel Merman. Uh, thank you, Ethel Merman, yeah, so. Which, I, I've seen Ethel Merman, like, through clips, and I've heard her sing. I didn't recognize that that was actually Ethel Merman. I thought it was an actress pretending to be Ethel Merman. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's a really good impression, and stuff like that is Ethel Merman. I'm like, it is? Wow, it doesn't look like her. It's like, no, that's Ethel Merman. No one can do Ethel Merman but Ethel Merman. You know what I love about these movies in general is some of the credits. Like, mm-hmm. just just what the, the characters are called. Mm-hmm. Like, the woman that does the translation that we talked about earlier, her her name is Jive Lady. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I... Dude, do, go ahead. The, the Zucker, like, troop, the Zaz troop, yeah. they, they actually put jokes in their credits... So like the the actual closing credits that we all kind of like don't really pay attention to. Yeah. We should all pay attention to them because they do credit, they do jokes like you know um if you're reading this you're too close or something like that. Like they oh. do visual gags in that in that thing. Well, an interesting it's funny you brought it up that way because it is considered this uh in in a in a 2007 survey done on BBC4. Mhm. It was judged to be the second greatest comedy of all time. It's definitely up in like the top ten. And it was but... it, well, and it was, and so I'll, I'll give you some more of those in a minute. But do you want to guess what number one was for the BBC on that one? Doctor Strangelove. No, I was just—I mean, I was thinking like, what would they consider the funniest fucking movie? Um, Think about—is it a I... Mel Bro- Is it a Mel Brooks movie? No. Okay. This is BBC. Remember that. Just if that helps. Oh, you. it's it's Holy Grail, isn't it? Life of Brian. Really. Life of Brian was the number one. I in, knew, I, I, yeah, I was gonna be. It's gonna be Mel Brooks, Monty Python, or like uh, something. So, it, so that was in 2007. And in 2008, Empire Magazine, uh, as uh, just one of the 500 greatest movies of all time. In 2012, this is the one that I wanted to tell you. In 2001, it was voted number one of the 50 funniest comedies ever poll. But it's not. I'm trying to see where what that's on, and that is uh, from Empire. That's em, that that Empire magazine. Okay, yeah. So their 50 greatest comedies of all time. It was number one. It's definitely a hysterical film, and I did laugh my ass off. The entire time when it was when when the jokes were hitting, they yeah. were hitting. 
Oh yeah. The the you know the whole Joey sequence is not that funny. And there there are parts where I'm like I think it makes the most sense for what was going on at the time like the the scene where like the the woman is like thinking you know Jeff doesn't have a second cup of coffee at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those were like the same actors in a reoccurring thing of commercials where like they're saying, oh, he doesn't have a normal, uh, he doesn't have a second cup of coffee because he likes this brand. Um, yeah, I, I love the, I love the woman who's like starts to panic and there's just a line of people to like slap her. So that is also taken from, uh, fucking the, zero the movie that they're, yeah, zero yeah. hour. Yeah. Not the line, but like someone like aggressively smacked something. And Leslie Nielsen accidentally slapped her. I saw that. Yeah. The second time. Yeah. Because he didn't, he was just so caught up that he slapped her again and he actually did hit her. Yeah. It also said it was unintentional. And like they, they made it very clear to her that, like, oh, I'm sorry. Like they, they elaborated on that in the thing that I read. But yeah, Leslie's I, like, I'm Canadian. I, o- I only hit once. I don't mean to hit twice. Yeah, I also love that every time Stryker tells part of his story, the person next to them tries to com- tries or does commit suicide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do like that they include shit like that because, like, e- even the nicest old lady does not really fucking listen to your boring ass story. The like, only thing, God, I think. I think there's parts of us who are just like, oh, we're just being polite. Like, yeah, sure, I'll hear your fucking story, but I don't give a shit. And I think I like that's what the Zaz troop did, where they were just like, we're just going to show the nicest old lady just commit suicide after violently vomiting for like, you know, because, like she just gets so sick. You're no, you're 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 mixing movies again. That and that's what is something I was going to bring what? up is they they bring this woman back to life to be in the second film, which I that I. I mean, I know it's a spoof, so I'm not going to get, like, real bent about it, but, like, I didn't, I actually didn't like that, you know, but. That they bring back the actress, or what? The, yeah, because well, they brought the same, it's the same, uh, it's, presumably it's the same character. It's the same, I mean, I don't know, it, it's the same character, it's just, like, old person who dies, you know, like. Because in the, in the first one, she hangs herself, mm-hmm. and then he sits next to. Uh, the Ed Luong of the early eighties, right? Uh, and he he legit does um Harry Carey, mm-hmm. and then the which again I mean this this is one of those these the, the that one and the next one are both kind of the cringe moments a little bit because you got the you got the Japanese guy committing Harry Carey and you got the the uh, Middle Eastern guy about to set himself on fire and ultimately doesn't if i recall so yeah the the middle eastern terrorist thing is really hard to kind of stomach i don't even think he was opinion. a terrorist he was just setting himself on fire from listening to the story well the yeah i mean but the the zuckers and the the, the zaz troop they've done that joke where like anytime there's a middle eastern person whether it's in hot shots or airplane they're always like kind of like oh they're scary they're the terrorists like like, that's another thing that, like, even in fucking Back to the Future, I'm just like, oh, Jesus, the fucking Libyans. Like, yeah, but, but see, you got to understand something, though. In, in, at the time of Back to the Future, but I got a whole thing, there was an issue with the Libyans. Like, there was a, there was, there was, um, hostility between the, the Libyans and, and America. Like, it would be, it, like, if they did Back to the Future right now, I guarantee you they'd be Russian. 
probably just based or on North what, Korean. No, right. Well, I think I think based on what's literally going on as we're speaking, they'd be Russian. But you know right. what I mean. So you know, I, I I don't I don't have a problem with things like what happened with Back to the Future. Do you know what I mean? Because that actually is kind of touching on real life for the era of the movies taking place in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you did that and it was set in twenty twenty two, then maybe I'd have a bigger problem with it. But yeah, and and you know, like I mean, the guy to your to to my point when I was talking a minute ago, this guy was not a terrorist. I mean, he, yes, he goes to set himself on fire, but it's because he's listening to. The, to the story it has nothing to do with trying to take the plane down so like i don't have that much of a problem with it you know it was a no, little inf- weird but yeah instead the person who wants to blow up one of these fucking planes or spaceships or whatever is fucking sunny bono sunny bono At playing an italian if i recall i think his name was joey gallardo or some bullshit right well sunny bono is italian but you know well yes but i mean you know point is he wasn't playing a middle eastern character so i was trying to kind of get at true know. yeah uh, and, and, but instead he's just like a he's just a pissed off dude with impotence he's a, who he's for a, some reason i mean I, I know enough that goes that if they went limp they'd be that pissed too so i mean shit touche <laughs> if you went limp you'd be the first to get on a plane with a bomb no i'm kidding, I'm kidding. no no i would not <laughs> i'm fucking, kidding I, I, I said that i'm kidding um i don't know what i would do i don't have that problem Good for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to react. I'm good for you. All right, uh, but like look, we're we're sort of touching on the second one. Uh, I'm just gonna flat out say this, and I know I might piss off a bunch of people. I really don't fucking like William Shatner. I really, really, really don't like William Shatner. I don't you, think he's talented. I don't think he's funny. I don't think he's. I even as Kirk, I understand that back in the '60s. Like Star Trek was the shit, but like the dude can't act for shit. No one likes him. Like none of his coworkers liked him. Um, and he just sort of embraced this like, well, I can't act. So I'm just going to keep not acting and people will like it. Like, no dude, like try to improve. Like, I don't want him to, I didn't want him to die. I don't want anything torturous to happen to him, but like, God, he made Airplane 2 far worse for me. So so here's the irony in all of that, right? Yep. And I'm not a big original Star Trek fan, so I want to stress that. Like I'm not I know I know people that are that are Trekkies that love like the Shatner era Star Trek. I do like their movies, but the series I think is terrible. But um to me he was the highlight of the film. Oh man, I, I... And I and I'm not saying that in a way that I'm like, oh, this movie was fantastic. Like that that's kind of my right. point. Is like to me, he was the highlight of the film. You know what I mean? So I think when they were like referencing the original film, that's when it was the highlight. When it's like, hey, remember that old joke that was really funny? Yeah, that was no, funny. yeah, some of that stuff was good too. Like we talked about when you have the courtroom scene and you have the 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 jive guy right. come in and you have the woman who gets slapped come back in and they end up running the same uh the same gag, you know what I mean? But Right. Like I I found I found more I found more humor in some of the who was playing who in like some of the actors just the fact that they cast these people to play these roles more than anything. You know, like Raymond Burr, 
Raymond Burr as a judge and then go, you know, known best as Perry Mason. Like that, that's right on. Fucking, fucking Pat Sajak in this right? movie. Like, I, he came on screen and I'm like, holy shit, where's the wheel? Like, I, that's exactly what I said. I was like, holy fuck, is that the dude from Wheel of Fortune and stuff? So I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, and then like went through the credits. I'm like, it fucking was Pat Sajak, which is like, the only time that's ever been uttered out loud where someone's excited that they were correct that it was Pat Sajak. I mean, the only way you make that any better is you literally have Vanna be his co-anchor. Like, you just have the two of them do it together. That was the only way you make that funnier. I don't. Yeah, but Wheel of Fortune wasn't a thing at the time. I think he was, was still an anchor. Was he an anchor? Is I'm that, pretty sure he was a that, news anchor, and then he got he kept making jokes. And then he got like off of the game show thing. I think that's what happened to Pat Sajak. I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I, I, I Which don't. makes sense. Why? I mean, like, it, I don't think it was like, hey, let's get the dude from Wheel of Fortune to fucking play a news anchor. I think they were literally like, hey, let's get a news anchor to play a news anchor. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. I'm trying to find it now. I'm just trying to find his background. I, I believe you on everything. I'm just trying to see if I can get some clarity on this. But Pat Sajak's kind of a like douche though i've heard that i have heard, I, I actually know okay um when i was in grade school one of my classmates actually made it on we all fortune like they were having like a youth week or whatever and he was on we all fortune but you were but it wasn't just youth week you were like supposed to bring your favorite teacher okay and he brought our math teacher who was actually a really cool dude i i i would be curious what that guy's doing in life now like i would actually want to talk to him like as an adult you know okay because i i, I want to make sure i phrase this the right way he was probably pretty inappropriate for a teacher teaching people but he wasn't like touching people like that's not what no I'm saying. he's just saying the wrong like so kind of like imagine me as a teacher like <laughs> yeah kind of i mean he wasn't cursing that i recall you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't taking it to that level, but he was certainly making right. jokes that, like... Like, I remember him specifically saying, like, Vanna White has the best job in the world because it's the only one she's ever suit, suited for because she's as dumb as a brick. Like, I remember, like, the, her her spinning letters is the best thing she could ever do for her life because she's not capable of doing anything else is basically what he was saying, you know? Uh I don't know shit about Vanna White, so I don't have an opinion. I, I've heard she's stuck up as all get out, and that's not from him. Like I've seen other reports that I've read about that she's very like, yeah. I think she, I, I mean, I think I did hear a rumor that she was like, ups, like she was really happy that she didn't have to turn the letters anymore. That she yes. had to like just touch them, which they don't even need her for technically. So right, it's it, she's just a kind of a prop. He has played. Unfortunately, he's been. He has acted in several things, but with the exception of three things, he's always been himself. Was he an anchor before he was a game show host? I'm still trying to confirm that. But before I get to that, in airplane, airplanes is his first acting gig, according to IMDb. Airplane Two is his first acting gig, where he plays Buffalo Anchorman. Doesn't even have a name. It's just Buffalo Anchorman. Uh, right. Days of Our Lives, the 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 TV series, he he played uh, a character named Kevin Hathaway. Uh, in in the Commish, he played a character named Brian Brandon. 
Okay. And he was a, if you want to count this, he was a singing bust in Muppets Haunted Mansion. Which was recent. I was uh, recently. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, it's this year, so. Or last year, actually, at this point. Yeah, but, yeah. because, like, I, I, I've been seeing that advertised on fucking Disney+, Plus, and I'm like, what? They actually fucking made a, a Muppet remake of the Haunted Mansion? Okay, that's weird. Uh, and I'm trying to f- confirm Yeah, but. My problem with Pat Sajak is like he made a he made a tweet or something where he like he announced he's like I want to announce to the world that I am a heterosexual male. Like he was doing that thing where it's like people were coming out and he's like I'm going to just be a dick and I'm coming out as a straight man. Mm. It's like dude, you don't have you didn't have to say anything. Let yeah, them I, I, do what they're doing. I hate when people do that kind of shit. I understand totally. Um, all right, so yeah, n- yes and no. Um, okay. he is actually he was a weatherman. He was never an anchor. He was a weatherman. That's what it was. That's I. It was something to do with the news. I I knew that. Um, but you you no no you, that's why I'm saying yes and no because you're right. He was in the news, but he wasn't an anchor man. He was a weatherman. Um. I'm trying to read this one thing real quick. Which makes so much more sense. There's like, we, you're not good enough to tell us the news of who, like, what, what's happening in fucking Libya, but we want you to make, like, the stormy cloud dr- jokes. Um, Wheel of Fortune started in 1975, though. So Wheel of Fortune was a thing by this time. But he, but he was probably not the host. Uh, I'm trying to see when he took over. I think he might have been. Because it was Chuck Woolery that started it. Payjack. 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 <laughs> Kojak. <laughs> fucking Pat Kojak. Uh, Sajak started in 81, so the year before the movie. So it might have been, like, simultaneously. Right. They were, they were just seen him on TV like, who this fucking guy? Let's whatever. Fuck him. Let's right. Him yeah. Because it says Chuck Woolery was 75 to 81. Um. And then, yeah, no, I'm just, yeah, that, that's the interesting thing is like out of all the people that are in airplane Two, the one who's still working, like, and it is like actually getting rich from it is fucking Pat Sajak. Uh, I don't, wouldn't say he's getting rich from airplane, but sure. No, no, no. I'm saying he's getting rich now. I'm not saying he's getting rich from airplane Two, but like out of all the cast members of airplane Two. I mean, Shatner is still making money. I would say Shatner over, I mean, like him or not, I would say Shatner over Sajak. But he's not still, I mean, is he still working? Yeah, yeah, he just did a thing not that long ago. I'm pretty sure about it. Yeah. Um, So showing up to fucking read your fucking lines as Captain Kirk is not a thing anymore. No, 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 no. He, 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 um... Yeah, he was he was in a movie that came out last year called Senior Moment. He is he did some voice work that's not Star Trek related at all. Oh, okay, um, okay. He, he's in a he's in a movie coming out called Keeper of the Cup, uh, a road trip comedy that follows Charlie, Marcel, and Brad, three maturely delayed Toronto Maple Leaf fans who have had enough of of the bad luck that has followed the team since 1967. When Charlie and Brad's dad played for the Leafs, and the last time the Leafs won the cup, after he had an, and so I don't know exactly what he's, but he's listed as a top star with Dan Aykroyd. So, 
So they're getting who whoever is like older and Canadian is going to be in this fucking movie, which is actually that's that's pretty good casting. I have to yeah, I got to agree with you because uh, Jason Priestley is also in this, and I believe he's also Canadian. So if I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Rick Moranis has a fucking cameo or some shit. No, because he doesn't do shit anymore. No, he's coming back. Rick Moranis is doing acting again. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I, I got to be honest with you, and, and spoilers to the audience, we're not going to talk about this for a while, but I was disappointed he didn't show up in Ghostbusters Afterlife. He didn't have to have a major mm. role, because there's other people that are from the franchise that have had... Um, I, that had, I still haven't seen Afterlife, but... There, well, yeah, I'm so sorry, sorry to spoil that for you, but like, there are other people from the franchise that have cameos that pop in and pop out sure. that are that are well done. It's not like shoehorned in just to get these people in. Like, it's well, it's well played. I would like to have seen, I would like to have seen Rick gotten a a moment. You know what I mean? So, well, I'm just saying for for older, I mean, a slightly older Canadian, like you know. Mike Myers is still too young, I guess, to be considered older. I don't know. Um, he's older than Priestley, I think, and he's in this. Okay. Well, all right. Maybe people just don't like Mike Myers. Well, that, yeah. I mean, I think we said that during the Austin Powers. <laughs> I'll episode. tell you this much. If Leslie Nielsen was still alive, he would have been in this fucking movie. Oh, probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah, but no, but yeah, no, he, and, and actually, just to give you, I mean, I know, I know you're not a big fan, but like in Batman versus Two-Face, he plays Two-Face. That animated I, I did know that, and I yeah. look. I have to acknowledge that if if they were if what they did, which is going for the '66 Batman, it absolutely would have made sense that William Shatner would have played Two Face because Two Face was never a character sure. on the animated series or uh, on the uh, original Adam West series. Right, right. I guess they felt like it would have been too grotesque at the time. Probably, yeah. Or he just wasn't a thing. Well, it, no, it was it was a pretty tongue in cheek kind of kind of show. Like, I mean, you know, I I I I understand King Tut being a villain before Two Face. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, there was you know, so it it is what it is. But I'm saying, like, yeah, no, he's still acting and doing so. I would I would say so. Like him, Rip Torn when he was still alive. Uh, speaking of Rip Torn, uh oh, don't that always makes you me nervous. Recognize when you say that. Rip Torn. I didn't. I recognized the voice immediately, but I didn't recognize him visually. No, I did not. No, that was one. Like you and I make jokes, like, "Oh, has he ever been young?" I'm like, "Holy shit, he was young." Yeah, yeah. I gotta give you that. You're right. Yeah. I mean, the voice. Like, <laughs> see, you and I look at Rip Torn for very different reasons. Like, you know, I, we both look at him for Men in Black. That's where I know him the most from. Yeah. But he, his voice is so iconic in the Disney movie Hercules. See, I think I've only seen that once. So, dude, he plays Zeus, and he's very prominent throughout the movie. Sure. So, like when you first hear, he's like, like, yeah. You so when do, I first you, heard, you don't do the a voice, rip torn. I know you. Do. <laughs> what? You don't do a rip torn. I know that. So yeah, I kind of do, but it's not very good. Well, that's yeah. That's why. I... But because because his voice sounds almost made up. But like I do his uh like if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Like from fucking dodgeball not... because that's really just an easy thing to quote. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here. <laughs> that's the only that's the only line I can do. That's it. That's it. I can't. And that's not even rip. That's actually my will doing rip 
when when you know he's making fun of Rip Torn, you know, right? So, uh, or or technically uh, Zed, if if I'm gonna be accurate about, it. he's not making fun of Rip, he's making fun of Zed, but yeah, right. Uh, he says something like, "Kay, give the kid a weapon." Like it's very like, yeah, yeah, that's like I, another good one, yeah. There, there's a, uh, there was, a, I can't remember who it was. There was a comedian who did a really good Rip Torn impression. He was on like Letterman's impressions this week or whatever the fuck where Kelly Hando first showed up. Um, and he was like, I, I want to see a whole fucking like house of all these drunk celebrities like Ozzy Osbourne, Lawrence Olivier and Rip Torn, like all, like, you know, all these guys is like, uh oh, take it easy, Osborne. If you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a whiskey bottle and throws like a whiskey bottle. <laughs> That's like, awesome. He doesn't like you don't see it. He he uh, sure. you know, you have to imagine it, but like now I'm just like imagining Rip Torn just like fuck you, Ozzy, and just throws a whiskey bottle like, oh what the fuck are you doing, mate? Like I what, what, what I can't, I, you know, I can't do it like that. <laughs> like just, all right, we're... I, I I suddenly want to see Men in Block Five, where Chris Rock flashes Will and takes his place in the Men in Black. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I I mean, Chris Rock has done some decent acting. He was he sort oh, of yeah. reboot the Saw franchise. Well, I wasn't going. Well, no, but I I wasn't going there. But anyway, it, it was more of just. I mean, just a, it would just be funny if Chris Rock took over like all of Will's old roles in like redos of the movies and was more successful. That would just be entertaining to me. Yeah, I yeah. I think uh, I think a less sad is better in terms of this context. No, 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 we no, talked no, a lot about it, but no, we did, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to get into a whole thing, but I'm just saying I think that would be, and, and I don't I don't think it would ever happen, and I'm not advocating for it. I'm saying if it happened, it would entertain the crap out of me. That's all I'm saying. I think. So. If you really want to fucking make it super amazing, you have Chris Rock play Will Smith as a biopic. There you go. That's even better. And then and then somehow he slaps himself. I don't know how you yeah. do it, but yeah. He, and, Kevin Hart plays Chris Rock and he just slaps. <laughs> Somebody needs to slap Kevin Hart, so that works. Um, but you know who also gets slapped is that woman in uh in and they, they bring her yeah. back and put her in the courtroom and they slap her yet again, which I I, I don't know. Like the Zaz crew as you've been calling them, but I think that's a good a good name to differentiate them. They they no no, I'm 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 agreeing yeah, yeah. with you. Is um I think they hit the nail on the head in it like they really just hit all the there was no need like that's the thing is that they this other guy, Feldman Fieldman, I think it is. Finkelman, sorry. Ken Finkelman, he just went back to the well. Like that's the problem. He he just went back to the well too many times. Like you right. know, I'm surprised they didn't get food poisoning. <laughs> like really, you know? Like, yeah, it's true. I I will say there were moments that made me laugh, and I'm not just talking yeah. in the Will Shatner mode. Like like when when Peter Graves tries to turn off the the computer and it he gets gassed and they kick on the Mission Impossible mu- music. Uh-huh. It, uh, do I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen? No, but it was enter- it was entertaining, you know. It was definitely entertaining, and I'm sure that's he probably enjoyed that. But like, I think I think a lot of these actors, like P- like Peter Graves especially, did not want to be in the first airplane. He thought it was really re- like repugnant. And then like his family was like, "What are you doing? You need to be in this. This is funny as shit." 
And, like, it, and it the, worked for the first one. It worked. You know what I mean? Like, it worked it, for the, I mean, the, the over Roger conversation over, over Roger, Roger, you know, over, under. over and out. Yeah. That was funnier in the first one than what the fuck they were trying to do in the second one. Agreed. Over and under. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it's like, it's like, you know, someone trying to fucking reboot Abbott Costello and calling it what's on second. It's like, no, dude, you have to have who's on first in order for what's on second to be funny. It doesn't make sense if you just have a whole new bitch. It's going to be called what's on second. Right, right. I don't know, man. It's... yeah, I, I and I mean at least they brought back Steven Stucker, but even he wasn't as entertaining. And I'm I'm curious if uh, they 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 let him ad lib his lines this time. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to find that out. I'm doing a quick like look through this, but I know that you know it. I know that the the Zaz crew wanted nothing to do with it, like the second one. Right. Like, right. Like this is this was one of those situations where like the studio is like we're gonna make another one, with or without you, and they're like I mean okay good luck, and which is such a shame because I felt like when I was a kid I remember liking Airplane Two, and now I'm thinking more and more I'm pretty sure that I thought I was watching Airplane Two but I really was watching Airplane One. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still looking about Steven Stucker, but I. I do confirm that the hanging the hanging lady in the first airplane reprises her role as the first victim of Ted Stricker's anecdotes as the vomiting lady. So it it, it is the same character. It's not just the same lady. It's yeah. the same character. And then, I mean, yes, I know it's a spoof, so there's a little more leeway. Right. But that's that's still like no, you know what right. I mean? And I know they asked Leslie Nielsen if he wanted to come back, and he said absolutely not. And that was when the the Zaz crew was like still gonna do it. The irony is they all just like said no, and they all worked on like the Naked Gun together, like the next year or that year or something. Oh, this is so, interesting. Oh God, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please. No, that's fine. No, no. Um, despite being rated PG, the film contains more nudity than most R-rated films. You know, I was gonna ask about that because I'm like, there's definitely some titties. <laughs> there's there's in- more than some titties. There's quite a few titties. Well, there's, well, I know the, the woman, when she, when everybody's panicking, she runs across the screen and jiggle, 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 but that's the only other titty, that's the only titty scene I remember. There's the scene where they're, they got two security guards at the metal detectors and you're right. And every time a woman walks through, they come through naked and there's like six or seven pairs of women that come through. So you're right. Yeah, for a PG movie, they really did not like parental guidance. Who gives a shit? Like, I told you. I told you my mom's thing on it. My mom's thing on PG. I told you. You remember? Yeah. So, um, it does talk about him. It says here, a recurring joke in the film is that the character of Air Controller Jacobs, Stephen Stucker, offers random and uses information whenever asked to make a report. At one point, he claims that Charles, Prince of Wales, is a crossdresser and that the prince is wearing the clothes of Diana, Prince of Wales. The joke was apparently inspired by the wedding of them, but it doesn't say whether it was ad-libbed. That's the only thing I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I bet the, the, the couple that talk about cheating on each other as the thing that that was, I mean, it was just all there was. I don't know, shooting the dog, even though it was blanks. Yeah, I I legit forgot about that scene. I thought like, 
Like I, I made up the scene from memory. Like I remembered it really differently. And it was basically like, I thought like, Oh, they actually didn't kill the dog. It was a blank, but the dog had a heart attack. But I realized that's just from animal house. It's the same concept. They, they, they quote unquote, shoot the horse, but it's a blank, but the horse has a heart attack. And so I combined the jokes, so to speak. What did you, um, um, what did you think of, you know, we were talking about cringeworthy moments. I, 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 this borders on one for me, but the, there's two different Ronald Reagan jokes. Um, yeah, I really didn't know how to feel about that, to be perfectly honest. Like I, obviously because Reagan is, you know, was present or was at least running at that point. Uh, no, he was in office at that point. He was, was he, he, was, pre- he, was, he was president governor. and th- no, he was president at that point. He was elected president in 1980. Oh, in 80. I, I, I thought, I don't, I don't know. I thought, I thought he was later, but I guess he did have two terms. So he, he did, did have two, leave yeah, in he left that, in 88, but yeah, he that, was, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Um, but there was, there was questions about his senility while he was in office, you know, I, um, I did hear about that. And then ultimately he did end up being uh, diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. So that did yeah. eventually become a thing. Um, but you have the, men- the, the the mental institution that Stryker's in is the Ronald Reagan Mental Hospital. And there's the comment made in air traffic control about his senility. Like the, there's two different times they talk about it. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm sure the Reagan family did not really appreciate it, but at the same time, I think if it was any president, that joke still would have been put in. If it was Gerald Ford or Jimmy Carter, and there was a Nixon joke in the in the movie as well, so you know, just true. I I think they were just like whoever happens to be president is going to be the mental, you know, the the nutcase. It just happens to be a president who had like a degenerative, you know, disease. Yeah, yeah. Like the writers of this movie. Yeah, right. Um, real quick, just because we did it on the first one, do you want to do you want to do budget guesses on the budget and 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 makes on this one? Can... I'm going to guess the budget was higher because they thought it was going to do better. Yes. You... So I'm going to say the budget was probably close to five to seven million dollars, and they probably made thirty million. It's much worse than that. Okay, is the budget higher? Higher? Yes, it's fifteen right. million. It's a fifteen million dollar budget, and they made twenty seven point two. So they made money, but <laughs> but just Not barely. Yeah, you know, um, just barely. So, and that's what this movie is. This movie just barely should have was made. Like this movie was just barely seen. Like, yeah, yeah. are the jokes there? Just barely. <laughs> just barely. Um, if you want, if you want to see the jokes executed better, just watch the first fucking movie or watch like Hot Shots. <laughs> yeah, which um, I guess we could say at this point we're going to be doing that. Yeah, we we went on a whole fucking Zaz Crew thing. So like, if you like this episode, God help you. But we're going to do some more. Surely we're done talking about this. Well, we are fucking done talking about this, but don't call me Shirley. Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. 
But if someone played this for you and you need directions, then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Or simply Google us. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Also, we do it live! Fuck it! Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on GetVocal.com slash PodAskew. That is vocal, spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass. But I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And fucking finally, and most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. Flight 209. Now arriving. Gate 8. Gate 9. Gate 10, gate 13, gate 14, gate 15, gate 23, 24, 25. Damn it! Pop, pop, SQ, SQ. Pop, pop, SQ, SQ.